missed a week. It was pretty crazy, but we're not going to make excuses. Miami is here. We're days out. I can tell you that I watched the 11-minute video on Red Bull's YouTube page. I think it was cool as hell. It was so cool. Um, shout out Red Bull, man. Shout what a great marketing Bull. company. Yeah, shout out to Red Bull. Um, I mean, Red Bull is great. They obviously, um, they obviously made that 11-minute video. We talked a little bit about it, but really cool. Best marketing company in the world, I have to say, um, in terms of in Formula One. I was in Miami, and it was cool because all I did was see... Um, I just saw a bunch of Formula One ads everywhere, which is really cool to see. But everybody we met wasn't that excited about it, which was kind of like, okay. Yeah, but I mean, that's just like, you know, there's going to be so many purists that go. No, I know. But like the city of Miami wasn't really like, oh my goodness, like it's on the way, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It was more like, oh, there's a form, there's a race going on here. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like when you talk to the locals I've about seen, it. Uh, I've seen some friends on socials that have posted it. And obviously it's kind of ironic that we missed, we weren't able to jump on last week because of our schedules, but you were in Miami. Yeah. And I was just, um, I wasn't far from Miami uh, in Florida, mm -hmm. but, you know, ran into people that I was with that are going to be at the race. So I think it's really attracting an American audience as a whole. I hope it does. I really not hope just it does. Miami fans, but learn a lot of cool things about the race. Uh, we will not have the F1 Paddock Club. It's going to be the Palm Club. Yeah, I mean, you met some very important people towards the Miami race, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's race week. We're back. We're going to be covering it all weekend long. Also, shout out to our fans. We just had a record month at Lipton Coast. We appreciate every single one of you that taps in. Um, we are dedicated to making this the number one pod, I guess, west of Europe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, in North America. I mean, so, make it, to make, make it nice and simple. Um, let me start with this. Yeah, I'm going to quote Fernando Alonso. When I won two titles, I had the fastest car. That's just how it goes in F1. This is in regards to Lewis Hamilton's struggles and that Lewis Hamilton won because he had the fastest car. It almost sounds very casual coming from an F1 driver like Fernando. I don't even want to comment on it, bro. Like, we know what happened. Like, bro. He said, this is Formula One. It's always been that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really care, to be honest with you. Like, it's, I mean, he won Ferrari was a faster car. When he won, Max wasn't in the faster car when he won. You have to be in one of the fastest cars. You don't have to be in the faster car. And, you know, when Schumacher won his first title, he wasn't in the best equipment. He was the best driver. So there's context to it, but we can't take it out of line. I hate where he's coming from because he knows that racing goes into it as well. You have to have one of the fastest cars on the grid. You have to have of a competitive car. You need car. to be competitive. You have to have a competitive car. And that is fair. But you do not have to have the fastest car. It is not all car. That just means you could throw me or you into a race car. Exactly. That's my point with his comments is when I read him, that's what he's almost... People can interpret it like, oh, yeah. But he seems like he's just sulking because, I don't know, is it just because Lewis Hamilton and him still got beef or what is it over? Yeah, or maybe that um, they haven't had a reliable car this year. <laughs> hey, listen. He, I mean... Yeah, focus on your own shit, for Fernando. I'm a big fan, but I felt these comments were so out of left field. It just didn't make any sense to me because um, you weren't in the fastest car when you won, 
right? You really weren't. Ferrari had the fast car. You beat Schumacher because you were just a better driver. Like, that's just what it comes yeah, down to. Just but leave it at and, that, man. And it's well known that Schumacher won when he didn't have the fastest car in Benetton, right? So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I we'll was see what, we'll see taken aback by that. What about, um, I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but uh, Jessica McFadden is on her way to Miami. She posted the forecast. It's going to be raining all week. Oh, that's sick. I mean, it's just funny how there's this race in Miami. It's always sunny. Oh, I was sunshine for me. It was pure sunshine. But, I mean, that's sick for the actual race. Like, it's going to be a fun race then. As yeah. long as it's not, like, where you can't race, like, spa. If it's going to be, like, Imola, oh, it's going to be a great but race. But, you know, it's also Miami. It's Florida. The weather is so unpredictable. So, you take it with a grain of salt. But I thought it was kind of funny that the Sunshine State race hey, might man, be raining. If it rains, it rains. Th- but, that's a variable, man. But then, you got to you know be ready what? for it. It'd be great because, you know what? I do want to see Lewis Hamilton win this race. And I'll say why. Because he's, like, the biggest lover of America. Like, him and Danny Ricardo. So, I want to see one of them win at the circuit. I don't want to see Charles Leclerc and Max because, you know, they're very European. They love Europe. But, like, Lewis loves the States. You know, he spends a lot of time in Bro, the States. Bro, he's been living in his New York penthouse. Yeah. I, is it New York? It might be across the river. but I'm, I'm saying, like, it, are you sure he's in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in New York okay, right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. I, I was yeah. wondering where he was. But, you know, him and Danny love the States. They yeah. love the States. So, I want one of them to win. And Rain would be the greatest equalizer for that. So, maybe it happens. So, we've had an entire week in between races. It allows the teams to continue working hard. It does, yep. You're not wrong. There's also been a lot of, I don't know if it's just speculation, but it feels like the general media and fan base is starting to lose faith in Mercedes figuring it out this year. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. Uh, I'm not mad if someone does lose faith. What are we, four races in, man? We're four races in. Like, But here's the thing, right? There, there's clearly a big gap. So I'm not mad if they do lose faith, and I'm not mad if people do have faith. Like I said, I'm making my judgment after Monaco, which is in three more, more races. But it's it's not it's not surprising, nor is it appalling, if that makes sense. I, I feel like a lot of these, I don't know if the words haters, pundits, but you hear Fernando's comments, Nico Rosberg's comments. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like when you win eight years in a row, it's it's like people are just waiting for your downfall. Exactly. Like you have to expect it, right? <laughs> But uh, listen, if Mercedes is the end of an era in terms of they're not going to win a constructor championship this year, I mean that the eight in a row has never been done before, and obviously it was done with Mercedes, so they they obviously accomplished a lot. I think that Lewis also had his little like, you know, when Lewis has those posts, like he had that post like, "I'll write my ending." Yeah, it's not over. Yeah, I mean that was just a shot at Marco Helmet, right? Yeah, I can't stand Marco Helmet, but. I will say this. At the end of the day, Mercedes still has a long year ahead of them. And I don't really care if Mercedes has one down year. My biggest thing is that don't let it be next year. I just don't want to come out of this race how I felt at Imola. We came in after the race to record. I looked miserable. Yeah, like, I, I was know. sad. But, but, but why, why are you... But why does that matter on the result? Like, your team's getting better. George has a decent result. I think, like... I think you just got to enjoy the sport for what it is. You're having a little down year. Of but, course. But my problem course. is, my problem is, is that if people, if Mercedes does this next year, I'm going to have real, I'm going to have real issues with Mercedes. Yeah, because how do you just fall, fall off right the cliff? off? Yeah, the, I, I understand. They took a risk. Their science is different from everybody else. If you look at all other cars, they've, the other cars are wider and they're heavier where it's wider. So it's easier to 
manage. They the also have the I, what are they calling them? The inlets. Yeah, but listen, they don't the, have the side pods. Like it, it's, it's just gamble. a different design, right? It is lighter car though. That's the thing. It is not as heavy, right? So that is what it comes down to. I if if they write off this year, that's fine. Like you, you you haven't figured out your car, but don't let it be next year. Don't let it be next year for sure. So how much validity? Because we have kind of touched on this. Nico did say, well, George is achieving a better result, right? And it's like... Mm, it was one weekend. I mean, he is ahead of points, but when you looked at it, Lewis was ahead of... Lewis beat him in Bahrain, right? Mm-hmm. Lewis also looked better than him in uh, Jeddah. Obviously, the, the tire swap thing, that's kind of what screwed him up, is uh, when it got closed. And he was better in Austria. Um, George is a, a little better and in Australia. And what we have learned is this I think car... Lewis was actually better in Australia, by the way. I think George obviously was a little favorable because of the safety car and all that stuff, but... I mean, George really only looked better to me in a full weekend was Imola. That's right. And this car, we've learned, is terrible at following. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's terrible at following. I think it's just the cars just try to follow is too fast, bro. He's trying to follow Red Bull and, and Ferrari. And they're just too fast, right? I think the cars are decent at following. I don't know. Is there science behind that? I, I haven't seen that anything t- tell, tells me that the Mercedes car is bad at following. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I, just what the comments that have been made. What about Toto's comments about like apologizing to Lewis for putting him in a unraceable car? I think that's a chess move by him. Because that's what Nico said it was. I, I think he's trying to keep his driver happy. That's all it is. That's what Nico said. But you you believe that? Yeah, I mean, listen. Does why Lewis would he apologize? Why would he apologize? I mean, I think the whole team's feeling the frustration. Exactly, but why would you apologize personally to Lewis? Toto also said there's nothing to talk about because of that little thing that happened but in I'm the saying, garage. So exactly, so why is he apologizing to Lewis? I don't know. It's, I almost feel, you know, we always, you see dynasties, you see great teams, and then when there is a downfall, they crumble so easily. But here's the thing. Why didn't he apologize to George? Exactly. That's why I think it's just a chess move. Like, I mean, Toto's playing chess while everybody's playing checkers, right? So... I don't look too much into it. It's it just, you know, he did it on air so people could hear it. He probably, Lewis was frustrated in the race because he didn't do anything with it. So it is what it is, right? And I do appreciate Lewis's response because he took, I don't know, it was an awkward pause of silence. And then he just said, yeah, no worries. We'll keep working. Yeah, I mean, listen, they've, they, it's been well documented. Their relationship's more than just racer. They, they had that serious conversation after 2016 when the Nico thing happened, mm-hmm. which allowed them to build their relationship. So one small little argument and in the paddock. Yeah, is like, I'm not, not worried about it. That's just competitive. They it's both want to win. It's just Lewis being Lewis and, and Toto being Toto. Like, I wouldn't look too much into anything like that for any Mercedes fans, but I think it's fine. I think everything's good at Mercedes. We just got to figure out the car. Well, you guys got to figure out the car. Um, all I know is... Uh, McLaren, we got some stuff to figure out as well, but overall, I'm not, I'm not mad. Also, want to just shout out Alex Albon. I know you haven't had a chance to listen to it, but yeah, tell us about that for anybody that's listening. You know, he, uh, great driver to have on Beyond the Grid because that's what that's what I appreciate about Beyond the Grid is because you get to learn about them exactly. At, yes, okay, cool. And um, you know, Alex talks about how hard it was to kind of sit in the paddock last year as a reserve driver. And how at times, like, he couldn't even watch the race because it just killed him that he wasn't out there. And it just comes back to the point that we've talked about on this podcast is if you lose your seat in F1, mm-hmm. 
you don't realize it until it's gone. But how do you feel about Alex Albon after that? Like he also talks about a little bit. He also talks about, and they played back some of it. Like he he feels like he wasn't treated fairly at Red Bull. There were what times. Was his, what was his reason? There were times at Red Bull where he was being criticized by his own engineer, like in a negative way. What is he? Because that was the direction. What's the context behind it? What does he mean by like negative? Like they just telling him that he needs to do a better job or he wasn't getting the right performance out of the car. But the way that they were approaching it. Are you mad at that? But the way that they were approaching it almost seems like it was it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah. But my thing is like, I'm not mad at that, bro. Like at the end of the day, get your shit together. Yeah. Like because when you think about it, like they did it to Pierre. It's like, yo, Max got this much out of the car. Like you can still go like. Like what? What? What is he upset about? Is he upset about the fact that it was a tone, or the fact that they were cr- questioning his ability to get more out of the car? If it's the tone, that's fair. But at the end of the day, we all know Max got more out of the car than anybody else. Well, so definitely. they see the data how Max can enter this corner at a higher speed and leave at a higher speed. So it's like, yo, you can still get more out of the car. I think, but I, I don't know the context facts, of the interview. But the context on this is it was almost like a came across like bullying. Okay, so that, that's different, right? So, obviously, you have, I didn't hear the context of it. So, I mean, but that's Red Bull, though, right? Like It's a Red Bull it environment. It's Marco Helmet. It's Christian Horner. And, um, yeah. So, it, it was a very good perspective to hear from him. Um, I think he's very happy with where he is in, at Williams now. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty clear that he's the number one driver there. Yeah, I mean, Latifi is so bad. Who else is a number one driver, right? Like, Latifi is just... The TV should not have a, a, a seat on the grid next year. If he has a seat on the grid, I'm gonna. Ask I'm, a, I'm gonna be asking serious questions to to Williams if Yoss, he's on. Yoss Capital. But Alex also talks about the opportunity at Williams. Like there was nothing in the cards for him. He literally went up to Yost, uh, literally saw him, stopped him, and said, "Can I give you my resume?" And made a resume and sent it to Yost, and like made that opportunity happen. That's really cool on Alex's part. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Yoss. I don't know how I feel about all of them because, you know, uh, sorry, uh, Williams, how they were like, oh, George Russell's not that much better than Latifi. There's some words once, uh, he signed out, but we clearly see the impact of George Russell. Listen, as lots of people are saying, George is getting more out of the car than Lewis. Yeah, I watched it. So I, I'm caught up on drive to survive. I thought the George episode was cool. Um, it, it was interesting to hear George's perspective on everything, but he clearly is in a class of his own when it came to, like, other than Lando and Max he, and Charles. Like, those guys are in a class of their own because Latifi ain't hacking it. Albon ain't hacking it. It's just... Yo, what did you think of the Yuki episode? <laughs> oh, how he doesn't... How he talks about his poo? Yuki's different, bro. Um, you know what? The second half of Drive to Survive was a lot better than the first half. But it's still, like, kind of crazy how they build narratives. And obviously, I don't want to harp on that too long. But overall, I mean, it's highly produced. I recommend it to anybody that just wants to watch any content on F1. I did find it interesting how you could learn. Like, we would have never found out about Yuki. Those are the cool things you learn. Um, Those backstories are great. Yeah, and, like, Dimitri Mazepin, like, get the fuck off the grid. Yeah, I'm glad you he was even threatening last year to pull funding. But it's like, why? Because your son sucks? Facts. (laughs) And when you realize it, like... They both were in bad cars. It wasn't like he, he really thought that Mick was in a better car. Yeah, and, and he thought that they were sabotaging. But anyways, I mean, we won't harp on it. But no like, no airtime needed. It's just interesting. 
Um, we got a preview coming up on Thursday, but I do want to ask you quickly. Do you think Haas bounces back? They haven't looked strong for the last couple of weeks. It came out very strong and it's kind of fizzled out. That's what I'm saying. So, I, like, we obviously know Alfa Romeo is here to stay because they've consistently been putting in pretty good performances. Do you think Haas bounces back this week? Because I think that's a big question mark. And we won't go into specifics, but I, I that is a question I have for you. I don't I don't think so, man. I think they... Are they gonna it's crazy home? because they've bottomed off. They're number eight right now. That's what I'm saying. Is this where they're going to sit? I can't see them beating AlphaTauri. I can't see them beating Alpine. And I can't see them beating Alfa Romeo. I can see them beating Alpha. AlphaTauri's been horrendous. But that's... I, I feel like they're on the uptick. They are on the uptick. You're right. While Haas has been on the downtick. So that's why. But I'm saying uh, AlphaTauri hasn't looked much hotter either. Bro. They've had some no. very lows. Man, it's actually pretty impressive that Alfa Romeo is sitting in fifth. Yeah, I mean, I, I at the beginning of the year, we saw it and we're like, wow, are they legit? And they, they're actually legit now. But I will say this, like, I think Guan Yu has had a very solid rookie year. He hasn't made too many mistakes. I test, like, I'm right behind you on that. He is, you see a clear difference between him and, say, Nikita. Like, people Even who said, Mick. You could say, like, people were saying, oh, he bought his way in, but he's finished races. But even Mick, like Guan Yu has had a better season to me than Mick has. And Mick is in his second year, right? Like, I think, I, so if we continue on this year, Guan Yu Zhou will have a seat for another three years in F1. He scored his first F1 point. Yeah, and Mick it's not hasn't. even that, though, because he's looked solid and he has the money behind him. I think he'll secure himself a decent long-term contract, if that makes sense. And any team that brings him on is bringing on, like, if he stays at Alfa Romeo for the next five years, do you know how much Alfa Romeo sales and their presence in China will go up? I mean, it, that is where, from a marketing standpoint, you want to sell Alfa Romeo cars? Boom. And he's earned it, though, right? Like, as of right now, four races in, it's not like he's... He, he hasn't said he's a bad driver. He's so. not spinning out. I mean, he had, he, had a, he had the mistake where he got bumped out and stuff, and... When, he, when they say he didn't, that penalty he served, he had to run a drive through. Yeah. That wasn't his fault either. That was his team's fault. But I've been impressed with him. So, yeah. what two drivers are on the track that haven't scored points? Sorry? Which two drivers on the circuit haven't scored points yet? Oh, Latifi and Mick. Yeah. I could tell you that easily. I already knew. It's crazy. Because, I, I mean, every, like, you know, shout I'm out not, to I, Matthew. He did call Hossett score points. And I, and I thought they would score a couple points, but they've scored more than I thought. Um, but are you still staying strong in your prediction that Haas is going to stay, um, is going to is going to finish fifth or sixth this year? Or like, do you think that do you see them coming back up? Their best case finish this year is seventh. Okay, that's fair. I I I think that you're right. I think their best case finish is seventh, but I think they stay eighth or ninth. But it's better I, than being tenth. Do you think um, Aston Martin coming off last weekend? Do we see Sebastian Vettel get better this year this weekend? Yeah, like, I mean, he missed the first two races, right? That's an obvious thing. He got back from COVID. Like, give him some time. But, I mean, I did see some comments that someone said Seb is still really good. That was his uh, their, Mike, their crack, crack, right? Mike crack, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said think that he's it's very competitive. He's still very competitive, right? So, I won't, did he say anything about Lance Stroll in that interview? It was all Seb-related. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Lance Stroll is not looking too hot, but... I think both of them have been okay this year. Like, honestly, I don't think Lance has been terrible. I, th I think he's been very mediocre. And I think Seb obviously had a bad third race because it was his first race of the season. And then he looked pretty good at Imola. But um, Guan Yu and Lance will probably be ha kind of have... Like, I don't think Joe is any worse than Lance Stroll. 
And Lance Stroll, sh- if Aston Martin is a bottom team, then Lance Stroll deserves that seat. Like, if, if this is where Aston Martin sh- is actually going to lie around between 7th and 10th, then I think Lance Stroll is actually perfect for that seat. I don't think he's a bad driver at 7 or 10th. Yeah. You know what? This, I, I, I'm just enough with that whole team. <laughs> um, Volkswagen CEO said that Audi and Porsche will enter F1 in 26. Yeah, I don't care. Until it happens. It's too far they, away. Keep, they keep flipping back and forth on how they're going to do it and when they're going to do it. It's just like, let's let's talk about it when they get when we get closer to it because Volkswagen and Audi could change their minds, minds tomorrow and we just be like, okay, what the hell's going on, right? I will say this, though. Um, the, the growth of F1 in America. Talk, talk to me more about it. Like, so... From a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. all the teams have been marketing it. Liberty's been marketing it. The, uh, it's all like over it's the city. It's all over Miami. It's all over. Like, you see F1 billboards here, a Heineken thing here. Like, it is everywhere. Um, but the city's not buzzing about it, which is kind of like, like when you but talk to you know, to Miami locals, is a transient city, bro. I know, but you should still be buzzing about it. Like, I was talking about it even with Uber drivers, and I'm like, are bro, you guys Uber excited? Uber drivers don't give a shit, bro. I'm just like, are you guys excited that you guys have a Grand Prix that's going to boost your business? I didn't even know. It's like, you should know this stuff. It's your business, yeah, right? Yeah, Talk to some locals. They're like, oh, that's cool. They're like, oh, you're talking about like the drive to survive thing? They're like, I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, I didn't even know it's coming, but it is what it is, right? So I've been following the F1 Miami Instagram page. Yeah. It's going to be sick, man. It is going to be like, sick. I mean, it's uh, Miami. We don't know what it's going to be from a race standpoint, but from an entertainment standpoint... Bro, I'm gonna it's tell gonna be you. Great. I'm gonna tell you this though, I am so with Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. It's like, it, it it's so much better with actual racetracks. Like Imola was probably one of the best races we've had this year, right? Bahrain was pretty good. I think Jeddah was good just because of the that yeah, like I, I enjoyed those. But like Australia was meh. I don't know. Australia was kind of. How do you actually feel about street circuits versus? Track. Like, if you could only pick one, which one are you picking? Honestly, I'm indifferent, man. I, I think there's value to both. You do? There's value to both. No, but it's not if you're indifferent. Which one are you picking if there's only one? I mean, I'm picking a race. Like, I love Silverstone. That's what I'm saying. Monza, all the legendary tracks. Like, Monaco's a street circuit, and Monaco's on its way out, bro. Bro, it's funny. Like, you've seen drivers kind of pipe in about it now, like, they don't want it to go. They don't want it to go, but the reality is it's actually on the talks to be removed. Yeah, but the thing is, is like a lot of them don't want it to go because it's a party weekend like Pierre Gasly. Yeah, stuff. like that that's what it comes down it's to. It's the wrong reasons, bro. Let's just be honest. Like Pierre Gasly doesn't want it because it's it, it's a fun race shack. Pierre Gasly wants it because he gets the party hard in Monaco. That's that's all it is for Pierre Gasly. For real. So but I don't know. Speaking about Miami, I know we got the preview later in the week. Um the weather's changing. I'm looking at it right now. But, man, 35 degrees Celsius. Yeah, the track is going to be like Tire deck is going to be ridiculous. I mean, they're definitely going to go with the hard- hardest tires. But we've seen some cars do not perform well on the hards. Like, the Mercedes looks very strong on the mediums, but they do not look good on the hards. Right? It, notoriously, like, even in the twin hybrid era, like, or through the twin hybrid era, like, Mercedes was never good on softs. They were really good at thing though. They've um, always been strong on mediums. They've always been very, very strong on. No, they were very strong on hards last year. Remember how good yeah, Lewis was on Lewis hards? Lewis was great with them. But this year, they're. I mean, 
it's been so different. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I if if they're probably gonna go with C C five, right? That's the hardest tire. C five, C four, C three. Might be a tough weekend for Mercedes, bro, which we can get into on Thursday, but it may be a tough weekend. I'm just looking forward to some improvement. Just yeah, please, but here's the don't thing. put me through misery. Uh, you d- listen, you're you're in for a week of misery, bro. I want to see some results in practice. Um, How, come on, Toto. You got to well, find well, the key, what's, bro. What's a successful weekend for you look like? A successful weekend? Yeah. Is Lewis is in the top 10. Oh, okay, that's fair. I guess you'll see that. Um, you'll see not, that. You, not you'll running thirteenth the whole race, bro. <laughs> what is in a, a DRS train? <laughs> what does a successful week look like to you as an overall event? How many people um, do you want to show, see show up you, over the course of the weekend for this to be a success? Uh, you need at least four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Okay. We already know it's a successful race, like in terms of monetary, like. Miami's not going to have any issues. All the superstars are going to be there. I already talked to you about some of the individuals that are going to be there. Um, The drivers are heading down there now. Like, it's Miami, man. I know. So my whole thing is to you is we know it's going to be successful monetary-wise. How do we measure if it's successful uh, impact on the U.S. or we can for a couple years? I think we will get a pretty decent understanding as the week kind of progresses to see the hype. And... You remember this too, like Miami is also a big city. Like you were in the downtown court, it's very different from like yeah. There's the Miami parts. Gardens, there's Winwood, there's, there's South so much Beach. Yeah, like South I Beach. mean, there's people, and this is not just a draw for Miami. Like there are Americans f- from the country going. There are people from all yeah, over. Yeah, everywhere the world's going. That's the whole point. I think is that that's the draw. Is that it's a destination. It is race. a destination track. So my Austin, whole thing is, on the other hand, I think it's kind of hardcore fans. I want to say it's semi quasi destination. It's, no, no, it's it's, it's going to grow into hard. It's going to be like indie, you know, like the indie five hundred. I mean, gonna I've already like gone and just messed around, gone to hotels dot com Priceline for Austin. Dude, it's stupid. Shout out to uh, you. Literally, if we were to do it, we would book a hotel in San Antonio and drive one hour. Oh, shout shout out to Austin. He's going to let us stay with him. Yo, no, no, because no, uh, Jakob's off to Austria for the summer, and he's back to Utah. Oh, is he? Okay. All right, Gabby, let us stay with you then. But anyways, um, I, I think that it's going to be very big for the sport. I really don't know how we can define a success in the U.S. I do think it's interesting that F1 is having such a big audience, but ESPN may not want to pay for the rights because it may cost them too much money because they're paying for an uptick, which would be very interesting because... If it stays on ESPN, I can see it continue to grow. But can you imagine someone like Fox picks it up or some like CBS? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know about that one. I'll tell you right now who's going to have an excellent weekend. Max Verstappen is going to no, no, I'm not even talking weekend. drivers right now. Oh, who are we talking about? David Groupman's going to have a great weekend. Oh. His restaurants and bars? I mean, he has a great weekend every single week, bro. I know, but you know, he's been talking about this for over a year now. Yeah, he has. He's hyped about that for sure. No, like, I just think what it's going to cost. I, I think for him, it's just opening up doors probably. I don't I don't know if his doors are open with Lewis Hamilton already, but you're going to have Lewis Hamilton in your restaurants. You're going to build relations with like Max Verstappen. So big day for, big, big weekend for him. I'm sure he's going to, if anyone's plugged into like driver appearances, it's going to be him. No, I know, but I'm just saying if he doesn't have a relationship with Lewis now, oh, it's for sure coming. Like you're in Miami. You've got race on Sunday. You finish quality on Saturday. Which drivers are going out? I mean, all I, of I, them. Really? It's Miami. But but okay, all of them are going out. 
But who's going out? Oh, Danny Rick. Come on, bro. Danny Pierre Rick. Gasly is Danny obviously Rick. a... No, a, I think Sunday. Sunday, they'll all go buck. Why Sunday? Saturday night's where it's at. You're in Miami. No. Or are you focused on race You're day? focused on the race. But I'm talking about, like, all of them will go wild on Sunday night, regardless of result. But, like, I think... You know what? I'm going to say none of them are going to go wild on Saturday. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, because in, in other sports, I'm just going to talk about the NBA. There are guys that are notorious for going out and getting... Yeah, but that's different, though. Like, if it was the NBA Finals, they would not be going out. And this is kind of... Every race is, like, I was so little, Yeah, right? every race is, like, a NBA So, like, final. can you... like? I'm going to give the benefit of Danny that he's not going to want to be hungover driving a 300 kilometer per hour car, a 300 miles per hour car. I'm you know how Dennis Robin used to be like show up to games, like pretty much drunk. Like, do you think drivers have done that? No, bro. Your life is at risk. No, I no, 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 for no. sure. It's happened. No, bro. Come on. Not in the modern era. Bro, Maybe back then. Remember we watched what's it called? No, bro. I'm, I'm with what's his name? No, they're not. They're, uh, Bro, you're risking way too much with your life, bro. Come on, bro. Like, if, if you get How am I forgetting his name, though? Who, who are you talking about? The the movie that we watched. Um, oh, Rush. Rush. Yeah, but that, like I said, in the modern era, no way. No way. Like, if, if Toto smelled beer coming off your breath or vodka, he would punch you straight in your face. You'd be off his team so fast. Like, it's not happening. And I don't think any drivers wants to be hungover. What going. team principal do you think has like a low key goes out? Oh, Gunther. <laughs> Gunther, Gunther, Gunther. <laughs> Gunther's getting lit. Think about this. Would you want to go into that car with all that Bro, pain? Bro, hell with a headache? no. No one's doing it. No, you could kill yourself. Yeah, no, no. I'm not even talking about that. Can you imagine having a headache and trying no, to go, good, go with, the, with the five to 10 Gs? You're going in corners. So you think a lot of the drivers will stay an extra day to go on Sunday night? Yeah, like you're in Miami or they're coming early. <laughs> they're coming on Wednesday to get their fun in. I mean, I listen, Miami never sleeps. It's always a party weekend, right? It's always a it's always a party in Miami. So I think it's a little bit of both. Bro. I do want to say that um, Tiff has brought to my attention that Lewis Hamilton has been posting a lot of thirst traps of late. Yeah, I know he's been posting a lot of himself like naked and stuff. Basically, uh, I don't really care though, to be honest with you. It's Lewis Hamilton. I let him do him. Yeah, let Lewis do Lewis. You don't let Lewis do Lewis, eh? He's just in a different world. He's working on his masterpiece. Yo, I'll be the one to decide when it's finished. Yo, I mean, he is your favorite driver, so maybe I you love should, Louis. Maybe you should ask him to stop posting thirst traps and get back on the thing. I love this city, NYC. Okay, so we'll wrap up with this. Okay, if you had one question. One question to ask Lewis Hamilton. You got two minutes with him. What would it be? One question. One question. That's terrible. <laughs> you got one question, bro. Oh, one question to ask Lewis Hamilton. Um, bro, that's just terrible. Okay, I'll, I'll let you know. So since George Russell's my favorite ra- racer, I'll, I'll let you know what I would ask him. I'd ask him, do you think Mercedes sabotaged your Bahrain race? <laughs> That's the question I would ask him. Because, you know, if George actually won that race, a hell would have froze over about the George Russell, Valtteri Bottas decision right at that point in yeah. time. Um, if I won't, You know what? Maybe I just ask my boy Louis straight up, like, you, you want to save this for another episode? Nah, I'd ask Lewis right now, like, what really happened in, you know, Abu Dhabi? Oh, you would ask him about the whole thing after? 
Like yeah. if he said not to pursue the. Yeah. I just asked him like, you know, you haven't spoke about it. Like if I could ask him one thing. That's the thing you'd ask your, your, your racing idol. Yeah. Just his perspective. I would want to ask him so much more. I mean, one, a different question, but I, I think that's fair. The only thing you don't want to ask him is controversy. Listen, that cost him an eighth world title. Uh, 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 yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I guess I'm asking. Did you see Christians? I don't know if he was being funny or sarcastic. No, no, I think he was being. I think he was being real. Like he did. Like Lewis Hamilton did not forget how to drive. It, it, like he's being real about it. I think if he said that Lewis Hamilton forgot how to drive, he'd just be an idiot. It would just convince the world that he is. An I idiot. feel like Christian Horner has a, a reputation for going out. I don't know about that one, but we'll leave it at that. We appreciate you guys tapping in. We apologize for not making an appearance last week, but you hear Listen, from you us. you were out of Miami. You like, it feels like you were organizing some. No, I definitely wasn't, but you guys will definitely hear from us Thursday for our preview. And then you'll hear from us all weekend. So with that being said, we're signing out lift and coast. Make sure you guys tap in, make sure you guys hit us up on Instagram. Make sure you guys check out our reels on YouTube. We do post some F1 reels. So, We'll catch you guys on Thursday. Yes, sir. <laughs>